inside you all the things you've never known it's been tough rough going but you haven't gone alone we do more before 9 a.m than most people do all day hey for a sergeant good morning you can do it in the Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dice, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? But on one day out of the year, we step away from that and celebrate Veterans Day. So happy Veterans Day to all my fellow veterans, circa 2021, past and present and future. Uh, always my, when I don't celebrate my birthday. I don't make a big deal out of that. I'm an adult. But uh, my time in the military was was really significant. It happened at a significant time in history. It happened at a significant place in American military history and Cold War history. And so our guest today, Colonel Bob Harkins, his his military resume, I would in, I would invite you to look him up. Just that name, you'll find out everything. He was a uh, he's a Vietnam veteran. He was a an officer in the famous Vietnam Battle of Hamburger Hill, deadly battle, 101st Airborne again, uh, as they always are, seem to be center stage in our nation's toughest fights. And he managed to survive that. Went on a great career in the American military and later as a security uh, consultant and contractor and employee for the University of Texas. Now, when I say I served at a particular time, that commercial up front, be all that you can be, I, I remember seeing that commercial. I remember thinking, you know what, maybe the Army is something I I could do. It, I really did not fit the profile. Uh, I was from, look, I don't want to, I don't mean to sound condescending or insensitive to somebody that maybe grew up in in different circumstances. I had a wonderful, wonderful life. Grew up in a beautiful neighborhood, a military family, a military pedigree. And and I think everyone just assumed I was going to go to college after high school. I actually tried to join the Army for the first time the summer before my senior year. They had this thing called the DEP program, delayed entry program. You sign up now, uh, maybe you get a few bucks, and then a year later you report to basic training. Well, the problem was the the summer before my senior year, say that with crackers in your mouth, the summer before my senior year, I'm only 16 years old. I started my senior year at Converse Judson High School when I was 16, graduated when I was 17. Eventually, I do join the Army March 5th, 1986, out of San Antonio, Texas, Fort Sill, Oklahoma, and then on to Fort Ord, California, near Monterey, California, perhaps the most beautiful place I've ever been to upon this earth. I've not been everywhere, but I've been a lot of places. Beautiful, beautiful place to spend the halcyon days of your youth in the 7th Infantry Division, Light 
infantry, greatest misnomer in the history of human language, the light infantry soldier takes everything he needs to survive and kill other people on his back. And if he has to, he will walk a long, long way to do it. And so we're going to talk to Colonel Bob Harkins about that because the light infantry division at Fort Ord in my opinion, as a historian, is one of the most significant moments in Cold War history. I get out of the Army in 1989, and the Berlin Wall comes down that same year, in November, eight months later. And so it's, it is an exciting time, things that you didn't ever expect. This post-World War II correction is finally coming to fruition, and we're going to move forward with what we all thought was, you know, that Pax Americana. And, of course, the only guy that doesn't get the message that the Americans are back is Saddam Hussein, who invades Kuwait in 1990. And then I find myself in the middle, uh, on the business end of Operation Desert Storm in the Saudi Arabian coastal city of Kafji. And what I did on that balcony that day in 1991, I attribute all of it. I attribute all of it to the training I received in the light infantry, the army's regular army, the infantry, the real soldiers, the ground pounders, the trigger pullers. Colonel Bob Harkins basically wrote the book on light infantry tactics that are still being used today because as you'll find out, sometimes a battle, sometimes an entire war comes down to that ability to close that last 100 meters, that last 50 yards, and kill the guy on the other side. So we're going to talk to Colonel Harkins and we're going to do it all right after this. Second platoon, Alpha Company, 4th Battalion, 21st Infantry, 7th Infantry Division, Light, U.S. Army's Fort Ord, California, Cold Steel. And thank you for listening to Light Fighters, the last foot soldiers of the Cold War, brought to you in part by Pork Patty MRE, 1.2 ounce of desiccated pork, a pig that was probably born sometime in the 1960s, comes complete with applesauce, chocolate-covered cookie, cheese-spread crackers, cocoa in a spoon, and accessory pack D. In the event of weapon malfunction, feel free to throw said pork patty at the enemy in that it is a lethal object. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. And we're joined now by Colonel Harkins. You heard me talk about his military career in the setup. Colonel Harkins, my dad was a graduate of the War College. I had a lot of conversations with my dad about the Cold War and the capabilities of the Russians. And it was all about tanks and submarines and ICBMs. We never talked about the Army. We never talked about it at all because he was an Air Force guy. But in truth, as I said in the first episode, the light infantry was a tactical necessity in the overall strategic goals of the United States to stop tolerating communism, but under the Reagan administration to actually roll back the expansion of communism, especially in Central America. Colonel Harkins, tell us why light infantry was so important in those latter years of the Cold War. Well, I think you have to go to October of 1983, I believe it was, when the United States invaded Grenada, uh, the island of Grenada. Uh, the 82nd participated in that, Rangers participated in that, Rangers did a fantastic job, SEALs and all the special operators. But there was a concern that came out of Grenada about the inability of the infantry to close with and destroy the enemy over the last 100 yards of combat. 
Well, that invasion of Grenada was in 1983, and three years later, I join the Army, and I get sent to Fort Ord to be in the light infantry. Uh, what is starting to happen is that the Pentagon is realizing that there's a lot of low and mid-intensity conflicts, especially in Central America, which is in the Western hemisphere. And in, in those days, it was sort of two things going on down there. America did not want to see communist governments take over in Central and South America near the Panama Canal, the most important waterway on earth. And there was the drug issue out of Colombia and that was flowing through Panama. That's the army I joined. And when I went to the 7th Infantry Division, the Light Infantry Division, that is exactly what we were designed to focus on. And a lot of people won't remember this, but in December of 1989, America invaded Panama, a country that was basically a friendly nation. Uh, but the uh, the president at the time, Manuel Noriega, was uh, also a bit of a communist sympathizer and was facilitating the drug trade from Colombia, which borders Panama, up into the United States. So it was... Like I said, where I was at the time historically was a very, very active and dynamic place to be. But every field problem, every lesson in land navigation using a lensatic compass and a paper map, no GPS at this time, it was all about finding the bad guy and killing him. And that's how training became. Uh, and the light infantry model was training people how to fight as soldiers in that last hundred meters of terrain. Uh, not, you know, the, sit in an overwatch position miles away or hundred yards away and shoot, but to close with and destroy and how to operate behind enemy lines and how to fight guerrilla forces. And there's a very simple reason why the Army had, you know, kind of developed this issue with, you know, closing with the enemy. It's because it caused a lot of casualties. And after Vietnam, Americans were very averse to that. You know, we had lost 50,000 men and women in Vietnam and really didn't have anything to show for it. And so, you know, the, the, the idea of taking heavy casualties was not going to be supported if we were trying to change, you know, some little country in Central or South America. Well, today, if there's ever a conflict, you can watch it on TV. It's on CNN. You know, I would go on to serve and fight in Operation Desert Storm in 1991, and technology was considered CNN, the ability to see news any time of the day. All of my years in the military were basically spent without cell phones, computers, certainly no social media. And so I asked Colonel Harkins, is light infantry still relevant today? I think it's, it's always going to be relevant. Uh, you know, we can have the over-the-horizon look that uh, the administration keeps talking about now, but you need intelligence and you need boots on the ground to occupy ground uh, if you're going to transition thing. I think where we get screwed up is when we transfer our military into a nation-building role and uh, mm -hmm. lose uh, on, on the combat mission. Somebody else needs to be the nation-builder. We need to be the combat multiplier. Well, Colonel Harkins today is retired. He lives in Austin, Texas, right up the road from New Braunfels, Texas, Republic there. Uh, listen, like I said, you know, Veterans Day, you know, I see people, you know, you post things and things you should do for a veteran. In reality, most veterans just, we're we are happy with what we did. We're glad we did what we did. We made great friendships and had, uh, for the most part, I think, great experiences. And 
it's because we were young. We were very, very young, most of us, when we were in the military. Well, in the late 1980s, I was sent to the Light Infantry at Fort Ord, California, and found myself at the epicenter of Cold War geopolitical, you know, uh, strategic and tactical moves. And, and it was a great experience. It was a great way to bridge that time between high school. And I would go to the University of Texas at San Antonio, undefeated. Um, didn't have football when I was there. The Roadrunners, UTSA, are going to be going to a really good bowl game this year, 2021. Well, listen, in the late 1980s, a group of young men who grew up without computers, cell phones, and social media will help end the Cold War. And I'm so glad I was a part of that. That first commercial that we ran in the setup, you know, be all that you can be. The other one I remember, we do more before 9 o'clock in the morning than most people do all day. I, I know from experience, there were days in the Army in places too numerous to mention. Fort Ord, California, Fort Benning, Georgia, Fort Sill, Oklahoma, Panama, Panama, uh, the National Training Center, 29 Palms, Joshua Tree, Desert, Australia, Hawaii. Uh, we, we did more before 9 a.m. than a lot of people will do in their entire life. The, the best thing I can say about my time in the Army is that it did exactly what it said it was going to do. It prepared me for the majority of my life, which has been after my time in the Army. But that first commercial, Be All That You Can Be, the, what we talk on social media, we do webinars, we do conference sessions about you know leadership and things like that. For me, the military was the ultimate meritocracy. And one of the gentlemen I served with, today he is a nurse practitioner out of Cherokee, Iowa. I knew him as Sergeant Doyle Kruger. He joined the Army in 1985. He went to, uh, we, we were at the uh, infantry and ranger school together at Fort Benning. He is an airborne ranger. He is just a great, great soldier. And when I talked to him, he, he talked about what it was about the military that appealed to him. And I realized it, it absolutely appealed to me too. The ability to be something more than you were that night that you walked across the stage at your high school graduation. The biggest thing I think the Army gave to me was the knowledge that I'm as good as the next guy. Um, it's not based off where I came from, what my name is, what clothes I wear. They strip you down, dress you all the same, shave your head, fire the start gun, and say, go. And we'll determine who the best is. And that's what they do. Well, I look forward to the Veterans Day show every year. Um, I've been doing another podcast uh, not related to banking called Light Fighters, the last foot soldiers of the Cold War, about my time in at Fort Ord and the in the Light Infantry Division, the Seventh Infantry Division, during, like I said, just a very historically dynamic time. Our area of operation, our AO in military vernacular, was Central America, which really was the last hot spot of the Cold War. You know, if you've ever played chess, it's the checkmate is how you win, but it's always a move that you make somewhere just before that where you know you're going to win. That's how the 7th ID, that's how the light infantry was being used in the late 1980s. And of course, I would go on to serve uh, in the in the in the Gulf War, the first Gulf War, Desert Storm in 1991, where either on the last day of January or early in 
February, I found myself on a balcony uh, being shot at by Iraqi soldiers in the Saudi, Ara Saudi Arabian city of Kafji, coastal city of Kafji, and uh, having the opportunity to raise up um, and return fire. And I'm telling you, the, the calm calmness and the things that I remember thinking in an urban environment. We're in this weird, desolate-looking city. It looks like that city that Luke goes to, and they buy the droids, and they leave with the Millennium Falcon. It's just a totally different world, and you can't even believe you're here. A month before, I'm at the community college selling shoes on Saturday. I mean, just anyway, the calmness, the, the, the ability to, to stay focused on what needed to be done, and in that particular case, in an urban fight, you have to shoot back, and you have to shoot at doors and windows, and um, guys re retreating back into those doors can have a very, very bad day in Kafchi if they come across someone who has been trained to close that last hundred yards, who does not, you know, feel that, that fear of, you know, fear, fight or flight, ready to fight, and so anyway, uh, my, you know, Three minutes, four minutes tops in combat during Operation Desert Storm. I attribute the ability to handle it the way I did to the training I got at Fort Ord as a light fighter, the last foot soldiers of the Cold War. Thank you so much for listening to the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week. Take care.